Welcome back to the movement, everybody. I'm here with a very special guest. Today, we're going to talk to you all about the life and journey of Antonio, one of my fellow kings, on how he created different things in terms of the soccer industry, women's sports as well in the soccer industry, right? You partnered up with different leagues, going pro, the regiments it took for him to get there. And for anybody out there that loves soccer and that's trying to make it in this world, inspirational man right here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate My it. My man. Congrats on your 100th episode. I appreciate it, bro. 27. 27. 27. Oh, 27. Okay, okay, okay. One day I'll get the 100, bro. You know, Joe Rogan, if you're watching this, <laughs> talk to me, my brother. You want me to start from the beginning? From the beginning, bro. Who you is know, Antonio, man? The floor is yours. Basically, we, you know, the family left Lebanon during the war and we came to Canada. And very early on, like, you know, obviously hockey was my first love. Really? Hockey was my first love. Like, as soon as I came to Canada, you know, uh, my aunt, she married a Canadian guy. And he got me into hockey right away. Like, it was, I wanted to be a hockey goalkeeper. But, you know, when the family went, we went to register, we didn't have the funds for it. Obviously, you know, equipment for a goalkeeper especially. Disgusting, bro. So I was like, you know what? I'll just choose another sport. And, um, you know, started playing soccer at the youth level here here in Ottawa. I wasn't very good when I was young. I was just, like, underdeveloped physically and everyone was just surpassing me but i you know i kept going i kept going and then you know at like 15 years old i started to really like turn heads i just stuck with it 15 i started to turn heads wow and then something crazy happened actually when i was 15 they um it was like the finals of like this very important game and uh there was an incident that happened and through that incident i was banned for five years why what'd you do Bro, Were you terrorizing people on the field so much that they said, you know what, five years, you're banned? No, like... Pony Montana style? Like, I always had a temper as a kid. Some stuff happened on the field, like uh, it was an altercation between one, one of my teammates and the referee. So then the, then the referee gives him a red card. And it was like a big game, right? So I was like, what's going on? And then the guy slaps the red card out of his hand and goes to swing at him. The ref. The, the kid on my team oh, tries to swing, swing at the, the ref. ref. What an idiot. So... His dad pulls him away, whatever. His dad was the coach. And then I go over. I'm like, you know, ref, what happened? You know? And then right away, gives me a red. No way. Yeah, nothing Just to like do that. With the situation. Just like that. Yeah. I'm like, you know. And then I look at him and then I spit on the ground. And he like kind of like acted like I spat at him. So he like jumped out of the way. Oh, no. And then, bro, they gave me a five-year ban. And you know the kid who swung at the ref? They gave him a three-year ban. That's insane. So a little on the floor. Yeah. Compared to gave a nice me a Mike five Tyson. year. That's the ultimate ban you can get for. I, like I could have punched someone in the face. I could have gotten into a brawl, and I wouldn't have gotten a five year ban. Like five years is like the highest ban you can get in in youth sports. He really didn't like you, bro. Bro, I went. I had to go to court and everything. Like it was like soccer court. So I was there. It was like me as a fifteen year old with three judges, and they're just like going at me. You know, like they're asking me what happened, things like that. And then I, I said the story and like, bro, I didn't That's have like an Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial right there for soccer, bro. And it's like, you know, looking back at it, it's like, that's a hefty, um, like sentence for a little, a kid who made a mistake, you know? So at 15, they told you five years, you're banned. Five years. Couldn't play. In, so you in know all what? Leagues. In your professional opinion, how much of development can possibly have, how much can that stunt you that five years? bro? Honestly, Looking back at it now, if I was never banned for those five years, I'd still be playing first division in Europe. Absolutely. That's insane. I know. They actually ruined... They they Don't get me wrong. It was a mistake when I was a kid. But at the end of the day, they ruined my development. And those were crucial years for me to, you know, to learn. Like things that I... 
learned at 19, 20, I should have learned at 15. But I had such good natural ability that I still went pro. Well, you physically look great still, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Honestly, bro. You take care of yourself. I try to, you know? What a shock. As soon as I was leaving yesterday, I'm looking at you. I'm like, what the? F I recognize you right away. I, me too, bro. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's going on here, man? What are you doing yeah. here? I was hoping you'd say, I've been here because I was going to call you out, bro. Why? I was going to be like, bro, I've been here every goddamn day at 12 <laughs> o'clock. I've never seen no, you. No, yeah, I was a new member. A new member. That's a nice I'm place, happy. man, to be honest. Movadi on Bremo is a nice place. Yeah, bro, I'm happy. I'm happy, you know, to be in a social environment, you know? Because, you know, when you work and you do all these things, you don't really have time to see people, right? Absolutely, man. So, anyways, they, they stopped yeah. you in a five-year ban. So, so whatever. They gave me the ban. And then, like, obviously, my parents didn't have the money to kind of uh, reverse it. Because to go to court again is another, like, a few thousand dollars. You have to, like, appeal it in these kinds of things. And, like, we just didn't have the cash for it, you know? What did your dad do when he first came here? I wonder if we're a very... My dad? My dad... Restaurant. Um, he, yeah, basically worked at restaurants. My mom was babysitting. Like, we... Like, bro, they hustled hard when we were young, you know, to give us the life... To give us a beautiful life. And, um... And yeah, like I said, they were always working, so they didn't have time to kind of like look after me in that sense, like in, in terms of like sports. They, they're also always supporting me. They drove me everywhere. They came to the games and everything. But when That's it came to like bro. these kinds of things. So your dad was there too, right? At the game? Yeah. When I got banned? Yeah. Are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No one was there. Oh, so nobody witnessed this. No, no, no. That's even worse. So now yeah. you're a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. You got to go tell your parents this just happened. They're yeah. automatically looking at you like you're fucking full of shit. Because, bro, I was already, like, causing a lot of problems when I was a kid. Exactly. Like, so many at school, in the neighborhood, things like that. So, soccer was, like, the only thing I had that, you know, people around me, everybody knew that I was going somewhere with soccer. Everyone knew, you know? And then when that happened, it kind of, like, it hurt me a lot, you know? So, what I did after that uh, is um, I shaved my head and uh, I played under another name. But I played in the men's league. So at 15 years old, I played in the men's league where nobody would really be looking, you know? That's hilarious, bro. So I changed my name to Anton Asaidov, some Russian name. And I played for this like Russian Russian team. Bunch of old guys. That's hilarious. <laughs> you even changed nationalities? Yeah, yeah I changed, I changed, I, I changed my name like in the league, you know? So I'm Jason Bourne movement. Bro, for me, I was like, you know what? I'm not letting these guys come in the way of me, do, you know, chasing my dreams. I love it, bro. What do you mean? So whatever. So like even high school soccer, I had to like get a permit to join the league like my coach had to email the league and do all these things just to get me to play again so i played high school soccer at the same time as well in high school soccer i was destroying every high school you're in st pat's so yeah so like you know all that happened and uh i just played in the men's leagues and like that's why i had an edge over all the players here because these guys were playing you know u16 u17 i'm playing with men ex-pros things like that and i'm i'm doing really well so i learned like the physicality of the game no, you know it's a massive difference huge difference sure. but where I what I lacked is like the the tactical side of the game, learning little things, you know, just learning the game, and I was just such so good naturally, and uh, that you know, like God, God bless, you know, the guy that helped me play in that league, like uh, with the men, that it just it helped me in different ways, right? Who's the one that helped you in the league? His name was Serge. He actually worked for my uncle, and he was like a old Russian man, and he had a team. And he just like brought me to every game. Is that game. what made you change your name to a Russian name? Well, he like, told me, he's like, we, we have to use another name Serge, because this and that. Legend, buddy. Yeah, he you're actually a is a legend. He actually, he really is. Like he helped me a lot. Um, he even tried to get me to go play in Russia and things like that. But anyways, uh, you know, so, so what happened was, is that eventually um, after three, if you serve half of your sentence, you can go back to court and kind of get it revoked. So I didn't know this until the fourth year. So after the fourth year, I went to court again and then everything was fine. Like they told me, okay, you can come back, all these things because like, bro, I was like 
a good guy in the community and like I changed my ways and things like that. Wow, so, they really take it that serious. Huh? Bro, the thing is, is like, like I'm telling you, what they did to me has never been done again. Like I've so heard, you were a precedent case. Bro, like my case, I'm telling you, if I went to the news or like I wanted to sue them, like, bro, I could, I, a lot could happen, you know? What they did to me, like till this day, I think about it and it angers me, you know? Because I don't it, think I deserved it. It took away four solid years. Bro, youth. it's so important for like uh for a youth player, you know, to uh to go through such a thing, you know, it, it's such a so such crucial years of development, you know. But anyways, um after that, as soon as they let me back into the leagues, I joined the best team, which is Ottawa Fury, and then I joined Algonquin College, which was which was the number one college in uh in in Canada for soccer. What's the name of their team? The Which Thunderbolts, team? the Ravens. Uh, they were uh, Algonquin used to be called Thunder before, but now they're Thunder. called Wolves. Wolves. They changed the name. So, anyways, um, joined those two teams, and then I I got back on track, and then you know, then literally like after that one that year with these two teams. So in Fury, I played in the summer, and then Algonquin was the first year, and then I I went to Lebanon right away. Oh, you played pro in Lebanon? Yeah, that was my first. That was my first experience. Was there the home the the motherland showed you love, eh? Uh, you know. It, it was it was difficult. It was difficult because in Lebanon, as you know, they don't look at you as uh, as a player. They look at you as you know. How can I make money off this kid? That's a damn fuck. So when I got to Lebanon, I was like emailing all these people, trying to find a way to go play pro. Because bro, back then, like, there's no there's no social media. There's nothing. Well, but by the way, was it even lucrative to go to Lebanon out of all places? Um, or that just this, this is the beginning of the journey. This is the beginning of the journey. Okay. The thing is, um. I only have the Lebanese passport and the Canadian passport. Canada at the time didn't have a league, right? And Lebanon had a league. And it was a well-established league. Okay. And not, and not only the fact that it's not lucrative, but it was a very good stepping stone. From Lebanon, people go to bigger places, right? So I, I got advised to go there. How's the talent there? Uh, incredible. So, like, absolutely I don't, incredible. I don't want to be a typical Lebanon yeah. and be like, you're the best at everything, bro. But, you know. No, but bro, honestly, like, I'm telling you, like, I <laughs> thought I was going to go to Lebanon. I was going to destroy everybody. I thought that. Yeah. You know, and I, I, and I got there. I got humbled real quick. Really? Yeah, bro. Because these guys, you have to understand, any country that has a professional league where they're, they start from youth up until first team, they're going to be good. We don't have that they here have in Canada. Be, yeah. You know, we don't have that here. So they, they played a lot more games than me. They had a lot more experience than me, but I had something different than them, you know? But anyways, I, I get there and my cousin was handling my entire career. Okay. So they bring me into a training session. When I'm in this training session, whatever, I'm playing and everything. And then I see like five guys like on the side like looking at me and kind of discussing things together and my cousin's in the middle of this and i didn't know what it was until later but basically um my cousin's like listen like they want you to play for their team you have to sign this registration form and then you can play i was like okay like i thought it was you, like it was in arabic by the way so yeah you don't read you're a little i didn't know what anything uh, I, was, I see where the dupe is coming i didn't know anything that was okay. i was doing anyways this registration form was a con a lifetime contract in lebanon so if I was in Lebanon, this is, these guys own me. So my cousin made me sign my life away, That's basically. That's nuts, bro. Yeah, bro. I knew the dupe was coming as soon as you said that, but. Bro, so I played, I played uh, like nine games. I scored like uh, eight goals in nine games. And uh, the whole time, I didn't even know it, but I was getting paid. And my cousin was taking the money and he didn't give me a dollar. No way. I swear to God. And like, I would beg him for money. I didn't even have money for food. I didn't have money for nothing. I was living at my grandmother's house. That's just to, crazy. You know, and like, bro, he was taking all the money. I went to my coach one day. I'm like, yo, like, I'm, I need money. He's like, bro, what do you mean? We're, we've been paying your cousin this whole time. He's your agent, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, we've been giving him the money. So the whole time, bro, he's taking money while I'm playing. Well, how did you feel at that moment? Bro, I wanted, honestly, I wanted to kill him. I'm not going to lie. 
like I beefed him hard about it, you know? A hundred percent. What do you mean? He's robbing you, bro. He, he, bro, he was robbing me the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. Anyways, a, a lot of big teams in this, in this time frame were coming after me and they were going to him to negotiate and he was always asking for money. He's like, okay, if you guys want, and I didn't know this till years later. Yeah. He's like, if you guys want him, you have to pay X amount just to be able to get him. So some teams were getting really turned off, but, and I didn't understand why, you know, at the time I was like, man, I'm like, by, I, I felt like I was by far the best, you know, 19 year old, 20 year old in the country. So why are these things happening to me? You know, why am I not getting picked up by the big teams? And I find out way later that that's the reason why. How far later? Bro, when, honestly, like eight years later. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know anything. I just thought can, like things were just not working out. Can I ask you, was there anything that you, if you look back at it now, bro, was there any signs that could have said that, you know what, I'm getting duped by this guy and he's actually sabotaging my career right now? No, because he was so good at manipulating me. So good, bro. He's like, don't worry. The, these teams are, are, they want you, but you have to play here right now because you know, like your development. And he would always like make it seem a certain way when really like it wasn't, you know? But anyways, um, how did you find out by the way? One team told me they're like, they came to me. They're like, listen, like we want you, but we don't want your cousin part of the deal. I'm like, why? They're like, he asked us for money even before anything. Like he, they, he wanted like straight cash for my uh, transfer fee. You know, that's insane. So almost like an incentive bonus straight to his pocket. Exactly. So he was doing that with every time I went to a different team. I'm only asking because there's probably people that have very similar stories and yeah. how they can get managed to figure out the play of someone else trying to manipulate and screw them over. The thing is, obviously, like looking back at it, I would have done things so differently. You know, I would have gotten a legitimate agent. I would have, uh, you know, gotten a manager, gotten all those things. Because, bro, I'm telling you, if I would have at a young age had all those things in place. I'd be laughing financially. 100%. You I don't know? want to cut you off anymore. Yeah. Continue. Sorry, bro. So yeah, man, all these yeah. teams are looking at you. You see your, this piece of shit cousin yours. I'm going to call him a piece no, of shit because that's is. what he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's negotiating and makes you sign a life, lifelong contract. Let's go. Yeah. So, so basically, um, then I, I started to kind of understand what was going on. So, so I was trying to, I was like making my own connections on the side. So then one team came and they're like, you know, you come to us uh, for a month and we'll check you out while I was playing for another team. And this is highly illegal, but I did it behind the scenes just because I just wanted out of this situation. And I know a big team with money, they could buy me out, you know? So I was playing games with, you know, the initial team. And then I was training with another big team yeah. and they were giving me money just to just, just cause they're like, here, here's a, uh, here's, here's all this money. Just like, you know, just for you to eat. And, and this things is like still that. in Lebanon, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. So, bro, I trained with them for a month and, bro, like, I loved the team. I had such a good relationship with them. The coach loved me and everything. And then the other team found out. How? Um, I got injured. And they're like, no. they wanted to know how I got injured and things like that. And then it came out, you know? Lebanon's a small country, you know? Like, it's just two-hour ride from one side to the other. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that happened. And then, uh, long story short, I had, a you know, a few stints in Lebanon. And then uh, I got the opportunity from here, you know, your friend. I fucking you know, love that guy. I love him too, man. He's solid he's, guy, he's, bro. Uh, he's been my best friend since we were 19. It's actually wild that you know this. Like, sorry, man. No, it's okay. I got okay. bad love for him, man. I, uh, me too, honestly. I saw him, man, it's so sad. The last time I saw him, I think it was like a year ago, bro. It was actually either my birthday or someone's birthday at... Um, I was there. Were you there, bro? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. That was the last time I seen him. Is bro. that a I shisha got, spot? Exactly, bro. I forgot the name. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was there. Sky Lounge. Yeah. Sky Lounge. That's what it was called. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, uh, 
after all all that mess that was happening in Lebanon, I was like, man, I can't do this anymore, you know? So I just came back to Canada, chilled for a little while, tra was training and just figuring out my next move. And Mihir calls me. How old are you, by the way? At this point, I was like 21, 22. Okay. And then Mihir calls me. He's like, bro, my team needs a striker. Now he's a great baller, by the way. Bro, he's the sickest. He's you a know? great he's, baller. He, like, everyone knows he's the best, like probably one of like top two to ever come out of Ottawa, you know? Amazing, man. And he calls me. He's like, bro, we need a striker. Like, would you come? And I'm like... I've always wanted to play in Europe. This was in Germany, you know? I'm like, I might as well test myself in Europe. Europe was a, a, a difficult place for me because, you know, unless you're playing in the top leagues, you have to work as well, right? Having a full-time job in a country that you don't speak the language, what kind of jobs are you going to get? Nothing. Terrible ones. So, bro, I was working in a warehouse. I had to, like, lift heavy shit all day. And then I'd get to the practice, man. I couldn't even put my shoes on because my feet were so swollen from the boots, from the work boots. And, I, and I'd have to put up big performances, you know? So Germany, I was there for two years and uh, I spent most of my time, to be honest, like uh, I, in two years, I played for four teams. But you still did it though. I still want to, you still threw on those big performances though. I did like uh, in the DFB Pokal, which is the German cup, like, uh, you know, I scored a few goals. I, I, I did big things, but like, bro, the problem is, is that like looking back, I was such a hothead and I had such a terrible temper that like. I signed eight professional contracts in my lifetime and I never finished any of them. That's insane. So that all, like looking back, like I know a lot of it was my fault too. You know, things, things would go wrong and I wouldn't stick through it. And in Germany was the same situation, you know, in Let's two years. Let's keep talking about Germany. I don't want to start yeah. jumping the stories. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And in, oh yeah, two years. So, so look, so in, in Germany, I had a very, very rough, rough time. It was probably one of the hardest times in my life because... Um, like I said, you have to work full time and, uh, you have to also put up big performances. It's a high level and, uh, good yeah, ballers, very good ballers. And bro, it just, it didn't align. It didn't align with like, with me because we partied a lot. I lived in an apartment on the same street as all the clubs. And like over there, you get a lot of attention. Corruption at its finest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and young like guy. young guy, yeah. you know, coming from Lebanese. Canada, Lebanese, you know, like. It was hard for me to focus. I fucking hate to say it, but we're built different, bro. I'm telling you. You know, and I'm like, not even being cocky. I'm no, not but it's the truth. Club, I swear it's the God. truth. And like, you know, uh, people were drawn to me there and I didn't deal with it properly. You know, I partied way too much. And like, I had a bad reputation in the city because, you know, my coaches would be like, bro, like we found out you, you were out last night. Like we have a game in, in two days. Like what's the, what's the situation? Yeah. But bro, I was young, you know, I was young and like, I, I wanted like I cared more about like the 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 look of a footballer rather than actually putting performances on the pitch. Well, at least you're honest about Even it. Even though I was super dedicated to training, like yeah. I trained like an animal, yeah. but you you need discipline to go to the next level. And that's why I didn't go so far because bro, I was just having fun all the time. I lived two lives. I lived the life of a footballer and I had another a completely other life. And that one was taken over way too much though, eh? Big time. At least you're honest about it. I, you you have to be. You have to understand your mistakes and you have to learn from them. And, you know, that's why I'm in a position now where I'm teaching young athletes. Were you realizing you know? that when it was happening? 100%. And you're like, fuck it, I'm still going to do it. You want to know why? I would love to Look, know. Like John Jones used to say this, okay? The bones. He, he used to say like, he used to, he used to party hard, I think a week after, a week before a big fight. Yeah. And he would say something like along the lines of, uh, if I lost the fight, I would know what to blame it on. That's hilarious. So I feel like now that I'm now that I'm older and I'm reflecting, it's like I wasn't where I was meant to be. I should have been way higher. So I was like, 
I was so like angry at myself and upset at my situation that like I, I lashed out in that way. That's crazy. Yeah. And you had the opportunity. They're right there. They're right there. That's wild. Yeah. So your coaches are pissed off at this point. Super They're pissed like, off. They're like, man, Antonio, get your fucking shit together. Yeah. A lot of my coaches, like I, I, like I said, eight professional contracts. I never finished any of them. Was that one a professional contract? Yeah. Why did that one not finish? In Germany? In Germany, I had four in two years. I'm trying to understand, like, how does it work, the dynamic from... What was the first contract? Why did they terminate it? Did you walk away or they terminated? The first one, the first one, honestly, I, like, some of them were my fault, but others, like, I blame them for sure. You know, even now, I, I, I know. Because they signed, me, they signed me and five other guys, okay? And the one guy came from, from First League Italy, and we, there was big players, but they were winning every game. So you know how they say, like, don't change the lineup if you're winning? Mm-hmm. Bro, we get there six months. I'm just literally sitting on the bench with all the new players that they signed. No way. Only me and another player would feature sometimes like off the bench. And bro, the players who were on the field that were playing ahead of me, like I couldn't understand how they were playing ahead of me. I just couldn't. I tried to justify it. I tried to be the good guy and see all scenarios. I couldn't. So bro. That's a hard, it's a hard blow to the ego too, man. They did a lot of weird things to me. And then I'm like, no, I can't deal with this. So I just, I just left the team and I went to their rivals. And was there any consequence for doing that, by the way? Is there any like fees? So look, it, lawsuits in in Germany. There's a rule if you if you uh, if you're inactive for six months, you can sign on a free agent. Okay. So that's what I did. I didn't play for six months, and then I just signed for their rival team in the so same city. If you sign in five months, what would happen to you? It's just they could do off. something. They could sue you or whatever. You know. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So the loophole is six yeah. months. So then for this for this new team that I joined, the first four games I scored like six goals. Also oh, loving you right now. And then the old president calls me in for a meeting of the first team that brought me there. Mahir's team. Bro, he was screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like, how could you do this to us? We brought you here. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you had six months to play me and you never played me. You played me a few minutes here and there. I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. You know? I want to play. I'm like, yeah. I'm a young guy. I came here. Yeah. I'm coming from Canada to Germany and you don't, you're not playing me. You're telling me I'm for the future. What do you mean? What future right now? It's either now or never. I'm not waiting for no one. So... And I'm like, as you see... And practical experience in the game is huge, bro. Huge. And I told him, I'm like, as you see, I made the right decision. Yeah. Six goals in four games. Yeah. You know? And I was all over the newspapers and stuff. He was pissed. Bro. Oh, you're fucking rubbing it right in his face. Yeah, hard. And like, uh, rightfully so, because he disrespected me, you know? Like, uh, and anyways. Yeah, so basically in Germany, that, that's how it was. There was a lot of like... Okay, be petty if you want, bro. Honestly, fuck these guys. You slept on me and then now it's your loss. You but it's, it's not even that he slept on me. It's hit our own players... We would have team meetings and they would be like, they would stand up and be like, how are you bringing this guy from Canada and he's doing so well and like, you don't even play him. Like even the players were like. But why didn't he play you? Bro, it's just, he was like that. He, okay. he was winning. This, these are the players he's known for ages. He just had us as backup just in case, you know? And uh, so you're yeah. coming around, he's showing up, putting them in their place. Right I did. Place, so. I did. And he, he knew he made the wrong, wrong decision and it is what it is, you know? And so the, that whole point was just to call you in a bitch you out? Literally. What's the whole point of that? He wanted me to come back to the team. He's like, listen, let's make a deal right now. So I started negotiating with him, even though in my mind, I knew I wasn't going to go back. You know, I was like, yeah, he's like, what do you need? Like, whatever you want. I'm like, I started naming things. He's like, sure, deal. Really? Yeah. Wow. They really wanted you back. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I'm like, no, like in my head, I knew like, no. So I left, I left his office and then continued on with my life. Do you think that was smart to do at the time being? Because now you just alienated somebody for no reason. Or are you just being petty or pissed off? Bro, the thing is. I needed better guidance in my career. Someone to be like, no, stay here, wait. 
I didn't have that. Because I would have been like, bro, don't do that. Bro, I made all the decisions. I'm very big on keeping good bridges alive. I know. I, I, <laughs> I never burn a bridge. Bro, I, I, uh, I'm telling you, like, my entire career was me making the decisions. And the terrible decisions. I was a kid. And a hothead, too. Hothead. I thought it was the best. Like, I, I thought, like, no one could talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, because I felt like I deserved to be here, but I wasn't there yet. So I was trying to get there as fast as possible. But it's not, it's not how the game works, you know? You have to go through, you know, you can't disrespect the game like that. It takes time and, you know, you need, you need to put in the work and be calm. And I just think, you know, professional sports was not for me because in professional sports, there's a lot of ass kissing. You're basically like a soldier. You have to, you know, obey orders. Even if, you know, your coach is wrong or the club is wrong, you still have to obey them. Tons of policies. And for, for me, I couldn't do that. If I saw something was like not right or I didn't agree with certain things, I couldn't just keep my mouth shut. And that's why I feel like, you know, professional sports is not for everyone. You know, don't get me wrong. If I'm making millions of dollars, my mouth is going to be shut. But well, not when I'm working at a factory. Right? And I got to come put on a performance. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I get it. So, so, yeah. I think that's the dark side of the life that people don't know. Huh? Bro, it's so hard to make it. People don't understand. Like, I see these guys here in Ottawa. They're, like, trying to make it. And I'm like, bro, you guys have no idea the world that's out there. You know? It's such a competitive world. So, what world. are you trying to do for the space, then? Since you had such a terrible experience. What do you mean? What am I trying to do? Like as an example for the footballers here now, because let's be honest, bro, you got screwed over by your own family. By the way, fuck <laughs> that guy. Bro. I know. Uh, that shit disgusts me. Yeah, man. It's man, crazy because when I grew up, my dad used to always say, and the cousins were in the same mix. bro. Your brothers, your wings. I know. But those are your brothers too. How are you gonna sit there and you're gonna fucking milk your cousin like that? Hard. He destroyed it. He and let's me. say if he actually had good intentions for you and he actually tried his best and he got you somewhere, he would have won too, bro. That's what I don't understand he, he about these people. About you guys would have won too, man. He wanted uh, immediate results. He wanted money now, you know? And he saw me as a ticket for that. Yeah, and he didn't get what he wants at the end. And now he has a lifetime worth of hatred, bro. For sure. So let's say, okay, so now you have all that. And then you went to Germany. You weren't in Germany for the eight contracts. Was no. that the final four? No. So in, in Germany, there was four. In, uh, so I started in Lebanon. And then I went How to Germany. How many was there? Two? Lebanon, there was two. Okay, so then we still have two left. And then Germany, there was four. What are you missing here, bro? And then the other two, I went back to Lebanon. Oh, no. To finish my career. Okay. Because I, I actually got, um, later on in my career, obviously I made a name for myself because I was playing in Germany and stuff like that. Then other teams in Lebanon called me to come in. And this was like a, a team that was, you know, I enjoyed, I, they had a big name. And being a Christian Lebanese player, it was it's hard because uh, the soccer community in Lebanon is mostly Muslim, right? Really? Yeah. Wow. So this team was a Christian Lebanese team. It was called Hekme. I'm sure you know who they are, the basketball team, right? So anyways, they have a basketball team and everything. So they called me. I know I, nothing of like Lebanon and its politics. Okay. So I'll educate you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I, so I finished my career there. And that was also a bad experience, bro. They didn't, Why? The first three months, they didn't pay anybody. And for, th this was like a, a normal thing in Lebanon. Like a lot of teams just wouldn't pay. Like they would pay you the first month and then the second, third, fourth, they wouldn't pay. For me, but they're like, is it like retro? Like you get it back? Some or teams, just some teams, say, no, yes. Some teams, it. no. It all depends on the club and the financial situation of the club at that point, right? And me, I don't under like. I missed a lot of. How can I say? I wasted a lot of time being on teams that weren't able to pay. So I would just leave. But how would you know that as a footballer, though? You can't know. That's like the thing. How, you don't have access to it, bro. Even in like Spain and like in like second division, third division, some teams are like that. Like you won't get your money for two months or whatever. There's a lot of stories like that in professional sports. Obviously not at the highest level what you see on TV, but the lower levels, it happens a lot. So, so yeah, that happened to me a lot throughout my whole career. 
Germany was better because they're very professional there. But in Lebanon, for example, it, it was it was like that a lot. Like it just seems like Lebanon's just duping everybody. Hard. And the the thing is, bro, when it came to like, uh, so a lot of the players that we we'd always have a WhatsApp group for the team, right? Right. And as soon as the first payment didn't come through, everybody's blinging it. Everyone's upset, whatever, but they're still going to training. Me, I stay home. I stay home. I'm not going to train because I'm a foreign foreign player. It, when there's no money, how am I supposed to eat? What am I supposed to do? Obviously, the, the club had a house for us and things like that. But, bro, there were times where I was, like, struggling hard, you know? I believe it, man. You're talking three, four months in the country already struggling, bro. And, like, I was so embarrassed, bro. Like, I, I didn't want to tell my sisters or my family to send me money. And, like, they helped me a lot, like, to with these kinds of things, you know? But I was so embarrassed. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be a pro. I'm playing at this high, at this high level and, like, I'm having money problems. It's like, it shouldn't be that way, you know? Uh, that was the harsh reality, huh? I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize being there. Fucking disappointing. It is. Do you it feel is. like you should have just tried to do you feel like the last two contracts in Lebanon were worth it or you should have just went somewhere else? Bro, honestly, I wish like I said, I wish I had an agent to put me in the right areas, put me in the right countries. But ultimately, man, like looking back at it, I don't think I had what it took to go to the highest level. So I should have called it quits way before and just like went on with my life. Really? You know? For sure. But obviously, you know, everyone can say like, oh, I learned from my mistakes and, you know, this and that, or it made me the person I am today. For sure. All that aside. Yes. I, I never look back and think like, oh, I made the wrong decision. But I, I like the advice I give players now, it's like, bro, do you think you're going to make money off the sport? No. Quit. What's the point? You're doing this because this is your job. People say, I love soccer. I, lo I love soccer too. But life's about, you know, being successful, having money, these kinds of things. Experience is good. But it's got to pay off at some point. If you're 25, 26, and you're not making money off soccer, find something else. I agree with you in, that, in a sense of a lot of these guys that I do know that used to play professional sports aren't really anywhere right now. And you're like, I'm 33. I don't know how old you are. 34. So then there you go. So we're in the same age group, bro. You know how sad it is to, be able to, to look at a guy and you're like, man, like I hate to say it, but I told you so. Bro, it, it, it's like just... Like you had no plan B. Everything was just... It, but it's not that they don't know when to quit. Yeah. They don't... For me, thank God, like I always tell people like my life started after I quit soccer because everything just took off, you know, and uh, that, and I, all the people that I work with around the world, all the players I train around the world and, you know, in Ottawa, I, I, I give them the best advice possible. Man, I have a player played for the national team of Lebanon, U23s, play, played CPL, First Division Canada, big player. Yeah. He, he quit after his second year pro because he's like, bro, I don't want to make 30K a year. He's like, I have. I, Whoa, yeah. that low? Yeah. He's like, wow. he's like, bro, I know what my worth is. I know what I'm capable of making. I'm done with soccer. And this guy could have, bro, he could have made a lot of money in the future. He was a young player. He had just started his career, but he's like, I see guy. He's like, I look at my teammates. They're like 30 and they're making 30, 40 K a year. He's like, I don't want that. You know, he doesn't want to struggle. Well, hold on. Do you think if you just would have stuck it out a little bit, I guess it's, it's it must be, it's a case per case basis. Is yeah. No way, bro. He had the because if he had the potential to be Div One UK or whatever, yeah, he he had the potential. But for him, he wanted them. He wanted to be successful now. No, and I respect him so much for that because it's not hard to walk away from something like that. Because it's socially, hard, it looks so good. It's so hard to walk oh, it's away. Hard to because socially, it looks so cool, right? They're On social player. media, you're a soccer player. You're verified. These kinds of things. But he was like, screw all that. Well, good for him if he wanted to pursue something different. Yeah, I'm telling you, I know a lot of guys my age that finally just hung up the jersey and they're like, bro. I'm, I'm living in my mom's basement. There you go. Like, what was the whole point? I'm not sure I went all over the world. 
And I did what? And I think like the the dark reality of it is even like the houses that they were staying in were not. It's not like you were living in horrendous Cristiano Ronaldo style friggin'. Bro, people don't know the struggles of the lower leagues, man. It's 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 awful. Man, trust me, like I went I went through some stuff, you know, where but like now it's like mentally I'm so strong. I have such a strong personality. The stresses of everyday life, they don't affect me at all, you know? Okay, Business so, is easy for me. So after we hung up the jersey. Um, I opened the the company called uh, Ape Mode, Ape, Ape Mode yeah. Fitness, and I started that in 2018. Why that name? I'm just curious. Bro, funny story. <laughs> it was actually, <laughs> it was the, my ex-girlfriend at the time, her ex-boyfriend, that was his Instagram name. Ape Mode? Yeah. And she's like, oh, why don't you use this name? I was like, sure. I didn't care. I just wanted to get get the business going. Wow, I would have thought it would have been the opposite. Why the fuck you bringing up your ex? You know what I mean? That's why she's I'm gone Tony now. Was, but this is Tony Montana Scarf. He's built different, bro. That's why she's gone now, you know? Uh, yeah, 100%. But anyways. Yeah, kind of uh, like Manny. Yeah, yeah. Started, started the company and it and it just took off, bro. Because I was partnered with, uh, I'm sure you've heard of OPSM. Yes. So I was partnered with them and they just gave me all their all their athletes. And I started training them that way. And I made noise that way. And then I just ventured off on my own. And I did that for like an extra two years. And then COVID came. During COVID, I went, I went to Mexico on a trip because, you know, the gyms were all closed. And I'm like, man, like I'm bored here, you know? So I just went. And then I came back. By to, yourself? Yeah. No, with, with some friends. Okay. I went to like Tulum and all that kind of stuff. And then I came back and I'm like, man, I really want to live in Mexico. Like I really want to live there, you know? So I start like looking up apartments in, in Cancun and this and that because I want to I wanna live there, right? And then, you know, one day later I'm driving, bro, I get a call. Some guy's like, hey, like my friend's the coach of Club America women's team. Like, would you want to be the fitness coach? I'm like, what the hell? I was just looking at apartments. Crazy. I'm like, yeah, for sure. So this was like uh, uh, literally two days later, I have the meeting with the club and I sign. That's amazing. Yeah. You got to where you wanted to be anyways. Literally. Like That's it's, it's, I, I, and it's facilitated I, for it. Yeah. I feel like honestly for me, like it's like God wanted me to be there. For, like he, he, he pushed me there, you know? Facts. And I get a lot of crazy signs like that in my life. And that's why I know God's on my side. 100%. You know, he wants me to succeed. He wants me to go far in life. And he shows you that through these signs. What do you think about the whole experience though? Because I hear a lot of people nowadays saying that they want to go live in Latin America. Bro, honestly, like, for Did me, you love it, bro? Bro, it was the best experience I've ever had that's in my cool. life. Yeah, it was beautiful. My, like the apartment that I had was beautiful. The view was incredible. It was Mexico City, right? Yeah. So it's not like there's no beach nearby. The closest beach is four hours away. Anyways. So I get there, man. And like our home stadium is Azteca Stadium. Like, I don't, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like the holy grail of... I mean, I've been here my whole life, bro. You know? I'm trying to escape, man. I feel like I'm Michael Schofield and I'm in prison, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, bro. I was there and it was incredible. I was there for two years. Yeah. Uh, you know, we brought the team from eighth place to, you know, a champ, almost a championship team. And uh, it was a great experience. Um, honestly, like it really brought my, my knowledge from here to here. And it just put me ahead of like, you know, a lot of people in terms of, in terms of the fitness, fitness component of, uh, in terms of business, right? Like I was the guy who coached a professional team. Not many people can say that. Which is incredible. Yeah. You know? And I did a great job, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah, it was, it was really, really cool experience, honestly. So what's going on with Eat Mode now? So is it still existing? It, yeah, it's still, it's still running. You know, we run out of N Fort Fitness here on Colonnade, Colonnade Road. Um, you know, I have my own online component too, where I help athletes basically uh, with their routine. So they send me like their GPS stats from their games and I organize all their training sessions in the gym and I make sure they're in tip top shape for, for their game or off season, things like that. So what's your actual real passion now that you got out of being a professional player? 
Because you know how some players make the worst coaches and vice versa too. I honestly, I, I Do you don't feel like, like this is your league. This is where you should have been in the first place. What, like coaching? Yeah. To be honest, I want to coach men's football. I think I would enjoy that a lot more because I can be myself a little more. Right in the women's game, it was great. Don't get me wrong, great experience, but you can't really be yourself. That makes you sense have, as a female. You have to watch out for certain things, and like I didn't really like that, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that so that's the next step for me is that I am getting offers from men's teams. And that's I'm just, incredible. I'm just trying to figure out which is the best move for me right now. And you work with um, Vazella, right? Yeah. So what's the dynamic there between you and him? Vazella and I, like at the, at the very beginning with his selects, like I was helping him out with, you know, organizing the team and things like that with the fitness component. But, uh, but I'm way too busy with my gym. I, I don't have time to go to trainings anymore. Are you there every day? At the gym? Uh, eight mode? Uh, yeah, like Monday to Friday. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, it's very when did you start to see it really started? What was the main component of why it started blowing up? Because I feel like nowadays I'm hearing about a lot of different gyms popping up everywhere. The thing, I, I just think um, through my experiences and uh, through, you know, being a professional coach uh, in Mexico and things like that, like what I know and the things I can offer players, it's very difficult to find it anywhere else. You know, I like, feel like you got a lot of that, that push in your business. A lot of growth is because of that club team in Mexico. Well, no, it was always busy. It was, was always busy. busy. I just feel like. I think the respect I have worldwide is really what brought it to the next level, you know, because I'm a, like, like I'm still fit. I'm still able to, you know, show them how it's done. I've been here. I've been there. I'm getting offers all the time from teams that shows that there's something here, you know, hundred percent. like this guy is the real deal. So then what's the future saying for you? What are you looking towards? Look, the thing is, is like the way, the way the world is headed it's all online. It's no longer in person. I don't want to. I don't want to be training too many people in person anymore. I want my business to be fully online because I could be anywhere I want in the world, and I have big aspirations and big ambitions in in, in my life to be in certain places. And uh, do you feel like you'd be able to do that all online? I are like yes, because you're talking fitness, right? No, you yeah. got to work them out. Well, are you just I have my I have my own app. And through this app, I organize everything. So they get their, their training sessions on their phone and with explanations and everything. They could text me at any point and I, I set up everything for them. It's basically like I'm with them, but I'm not. And it's already working well. Very well. The okay, thing is fantastic. I haven't even marketed it and like I don't put ads or anything like that. I have, I have guys that are going to help me with that soon. We're waiting for the right time to like launch it fully, you know? But first I got to figure out which team I'm going to accept and then we go from there. That's interesting, man. You have your own app and everything for that. Yeah. That's actually awesome. Yeah. So, so like, is it a capacity thing right now? What do you mean? Like, obviously, you can only handle so many people at a time. You just you're gonna want to build a full team. Is that what it is? Well, I can handle quite a bit, but uh, I'm gonna definitely need help soon. You know, you're a real one, man. Because I'm still laughing at the fact that you flat out just said, "Yo, I wasn't even meant to play pro." No, hell no, <laughs> bro. Know? I can't. I, it's everyone's so egotistical. They don't, they never want to say that. No, know? but it's the truth, bro. Like, I can't. Like, you tell me to come here at 9 a.m. Like, bro. Like, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story that happened to me once. Uh, it was, it was a German Cup game. We played a team two divisions higher than us. Yeah. I destroyed them. I scored twice. And then uh, the next day we had training at 10 a.m. Are you kidding me? I worked Monday to Friday. I won the game for you on a Friday night. You want me to come Saturday morning to train? So I went to my girlfriend's house at the time, the girl in Germany. And I was, I was there. And then I told them, like, I'm not going to training. She's like, no, you have to go. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not going. I text my coach. I'm like, I'm not going to training. And then... I go to sleep. I wake up. 
I see my phone. It says, if you don't come to training, we are no longer friends. No way. Like, bro, like, I don't need that in my life. Like, I, I don't like people to tell me you need to be here at this time. You need to do this. You need to fly here. You need to be like, that's how it always is. And it's like, I don't like that. I want to play on my terms. Like, I love the sport, but professionally, wasn't for me. You're the fucking worst player to manage. The worst. Time, eh? The worst. Holy fuck. I'm just thinking about what a nightmare. I would have been so pissed if I was that coach all day. Bro, the worst. But you know why they dealt with me? Because when I was there, I worked my ass off. I was well, like yeah. the perfect player when I'm there. And then you're a fucking nightmare off the field. Exactly. That's crazy. So you love this coaching stuff right now? Bro, it, I know that I would love it a lot more if I had a, a men's team. You know? You're working on that right now, though. Yeah. I, I, already, I already have one concrete offer that I can't really talk about. But it's, uh, it's going to be... It's almost a done deal? It, it's huge. Yeah. I'll it's almost a done deal. It's, it's huge, you know? I'm rooting for you. And uh, that, like, that's why, like, you know, I'm just putting my head down. I'm working as hard as I can here in Ottawa to, you know, uh, make sure the business is good. And then, uh, and then when that deal comes, everything's going to be perfect. Are you going to be doing anything for the CPL as well? Like working there? No, they don't have enough money. No way. Like I already got an offer from there. It's like, I'm not working for that kind of money. You know, I already did it once and I'm not doing it again. You know, it's funny because I would have thought at least it would have been minimum six figures. No, not even close. And like, that's the crazy part. I don't think anybody understand. I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like, bro, you know what's funny? Like, we're it's talking like, 30, 40K in a society where like, if you're making less than 70, 80, it's, it's tough to live. Exactly. And like, bro, I worked for the biggest club in North America. Like Club America is the biggest team and they didn't even pay that well, you know, on the women's side. Because, you know, in women's sports, the money's not where it needs to be. It's getting there. And yeah. like some leagues pay like crazy. But if you're telling me I worked for the biggest club in North America, you're going to tell me I'm going to come to CPL and work for one of these clubs and make no money. For me... You have to give me what I'm worth. And the problem is that I think I'm worth a lot. And I don't care what you think I'm worth. I Why know is what that I'm a worth. problem though? Because then... You're shutting all these doors in Yes. I've, I've, I think I've turned down seven offers this year. 2020, 2023. Seven offers I've turned down. Some of them were great deals. Really? Yeah. But you, I've turned them down because I don't... You really got to get out of your head sometimes, huh? No, but listen. Because the good deals were in women's football. And I don't want to work in women's football. I've done it for two years. I want to move on. You know? So what's the league would you love to tackle the most right now? Would you still want to stay in North America? Or honestly, Zella said I don't want to leave anymore. Honestly, if, it, if, if, it, if I could work in the Mexican first division for men's, I would love that. Because you're right back to where you wanted to be in the first place. Bro, bro, everything in my life was perfect. Socially, everything was exactly how I wanted it. The only thing I didn't like was my job. Like the job was cool, but I'm like, nah. Bro, you got to go find some of those cartel guys, bro. Get them to hook you up on a nice deal. <laughs> go back to exactly where you want to be. Because a lot of guys I even know nowadays are saying the same thing. Not even about professional sports. A lot of us want to leave. You yeah. know, a lot of us yeah. don't feel like this is the future that we wanted to see anymore. Yeah, same. And I'm even one of them, to be honest. I used to, I'm born and raised in the city. Never really traveled anywhere. And then just recently, I just feel like this burning passion of, I need to get the fuck out of here, bro. Bro, I have that feeling every day, you know, since I've been back, you know, I came back to Canada, uh, January, 2023 for one year, man, I haven't felt the same. I believe it. Man. I feel completely different than I did when I was in Mexico. Mexico. I'd wake up with like a burning desire. Like what's next? Okay. I have my coffee. I'm looking at my view. You know, when I visualized my life, it was similar to what I was in, in, in Mexico, you know? And then I came back to Canada and like my motivation just went, poof. I believe it, bro. You know, and I'm like, I, I can't shake it. I try everything. I've tried everything. I can't shake it. And I know I'm not meant to be here. 
I know that God wants me to be somewhere else. And he's, he's making me uh, work on myself in different ways so that I could be ready for that opportunity. Do you feel like a lot of it is because of the people here? I don't think it's, I think it's a mixture of the people here. I don't think they think they, they think big enough. And also I think the weather is just horrendous. Garbage. What do you mean horrendous? So for me, it's like, atrocious. You know, I can't, I can't accept that being my life because we have a choice. We have a choice of where we want to live, what well, we want to do. It's so similar. It's disgusting. But all, all you have to do is just, you have to make sure you make the money in order to make the moves. You know, I'm so petty. I literally calculated if I'm going to be here for 80 years alive and I calculated how much winter time I'm going to have. And I'm like 55 fucking years of my life is in the winter. Like that's how petty I am. That's Bro, how much I hate the weather. But you have to understand, like we have a choice. Absolutely, man. I'm Our parents you. didn't really have that much of a choice because they came here for a better life, this and that. Thank you for the better life. I love you. I appreciate you. But now it's my time to find the life that I envisioned for myself. Absolutely. And everybody that knows me knows that I'm going to live in one of these places soon. It's just a matter of I'm waiting for the right opportunity. And I don't mind waiting because here in Canada, money's good. And it's helping me uh, get in a situation where I can sit back and choose properly. Especially with the app, the online business. All that stuff, you know? I absolutely agree with you, man. Because I tell this to people all the time because I even do coaching, bro. And I say, you are where you want. You are where you are because of you. Yeah. No matter, it doesn't matter who it is in this world. Only you can change it for yourself. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, they love to just say, you know what? I want to do it. They'll do this big hurrah. And then after that, halas is. And you're like, bro, what do you want me to do for you? I can give you all the tools. Just the same way you can give me that workout regimen. If I'm not doing it, what gains am I going to get? Of course. It's just, it's simple mathematics. It's just simple life, bro. And bro, You got to like, go through the motions. And every day I'm like trying to figure out how to escape, you know, like I, 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 I feel like here in Canada, we're in a, we're in a jail. That's how I truly feel because they don't give you the mindset to like, believe that there's more out there. People here are like, oh yeah, but you know what? The winter, yeah. What are you going to do? No. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go to Mexico. Exactly. I'm going to go somewhere, Dubai, Mexico, wherever it may be. I'm going somewhere. Why? Because when I wake, when I close my eyes and I envision my life, I don't envision snow. I envision a beautiful place. Why? Because we have one life and we have such a short life. People don't understand. You could die tomorrow. You don't know when you're going to die. I, want, I, I would much rather die on a beach than to die in, in, in winter. That's it. <laughs> I'd rather die on a beach. Who wouldn't rather die on a beach, bro, instead of a goddamn snowbank? Bro? Exactly. So for me, like everybody's accepting their fate, which is Canada. I'm not going to accept that. I always want better for myself. We're running out of time. For all these young footballers, I want to leave them with something, bro. Yeah. Give me some knowledge here. What do you, what, what's, the advice? Wisdom, what's the wisdom for these kids? Advice is don't wait for your mom and dad to pay for training sessions. You need to go out there and do it yourself. Yeah. Probably the most, that's the, probably the best advice that's been here so far. Get off your ass. Don't let anybody dictate your future. I was 15 years, 14 years old when I had my first job. So all you kids out there, you want to get yourself, if you're really a, if you have all the passion in the world, and you say this is something you want to do, go do it, man. Stop waiting for everybody else. I love that. Yeah. Antonio, man, I had a great time, brother. Me too, brother. All right. We'll see you next time, man. Sounds good, brother. If you guys like what you saw today, like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you guys next time.